Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the NFL is back. And so are my best bets and picks. My name's Austin, and today we're gonna talk about my three favorite NFL spread picks this weekend, plus my favorite player prop of the weekend. We'll close out the video with some leans, but first, let's talk about last year. Last year, if you were $100 better and you tailed all my picks, congrats, you were up over 3,300 bucks. This year, we're gonna try to do it even bigger and better than last year, so dial on in. Let's get right into it. A little bit of housekeeping, though. If you're curious about my thoughts on the Rams and Bills season opener on Thursday Night Football, we'll have a completely separate video with my spread pick and player prop, plus a same-game parlay for that game. Now, also on Friday, we'll have a parlays and player props video with a lot more parlays, a lot more player props for you guys to dive into for Sunday's slate of NFL action. Probably four or five more player props that I really absolutely love, so definitely check out those. Both will be linked down below once they do go live. The best way to make sure you don't miss out on any of the NFL content is by hitting that subscribe button. Also click that like button too. It's a brand new NFL season. We're gonna keep going hard on these books. Let's hope we can continue to crush them and keep making you guys a lot of money. But without further ado, my favorite spread pick of this week will be the Pittsburgh Steelers plus the six and a half versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the Bengals surprised a lot of people, including myself last year as they went on to run a ridiculous run, making the Super Bowl. Everyone fell in love with Joe Burrow, or as people call him, Joe Shiesty. Fell in love with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. Everyone loved this team. They were rooting for him. And look, they lost the Super Bowl. But I believe the six and a half that they're giving to the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, a little bit too many. Here are some stats for you. Since 2000, the Super Bowl losers, four and 18 against the spread in week one following that Super Bowl loss. That includes a nine and 13 record straight up. Division underdogs in week one, 29, nine and one against the spread since 2014. If you wanna stretch that out to 2005, a larger sample size, they still have been covering at 60%. The Steelers are a divisional underdog this week. Mike Tomlin, the longtime head coach for the Steelers, is great as an underdog, 45, 23 and two against the spread lifetime as a dog, covering almost two thirds of the time. And sure, you can look at last season, the Bengals, they beat up on the Steelers. They outscored them 65 to 20 over those two games, easily covering the spread in both of them. But this is a brand new season. Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's retired. They got a new QB at the helm for the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky. And teams aren't going to sleep on the Bengals like they might've done last season, sleeping on this younger roster. Teams are going to treat them like the Super Bowl team that they were last year and could be again this year. And look, I'm going to trust Tomlin and the Steelers to have a full game plan ready for this game week one. And I'm going to trust them. You're giving me almost a touchdown plus six and a half for a team that I think could pull off a surprise upset in week one. Sorry, Bengals fans. You guys can still win this game, but I want the Steelers plus the six and a half points. Now, I'm gonna stay in the AFC North for my second pick because I will be going to the Browns, plus two and a half versus the Panthers. They're in Charlotte. The Browns actually opened as the favorites for this game, but it's obviously switched sides after the Deshaun Watson news came out. And while I'm not here to talk about Deshaun Watson and give my opinions and my takes, you can go to other places for that. What I do wanna talk about is that the Browns are underdogs here and I wanna probably back them in this one. Now, we won't see Deshaun Watson until week 13. The Panthers have a new quarterback at the helm as they will be starting Baker Mayfield, the ex-Browns QB they traded for this offseason. Look, I don't need to pull up the Baker Mayfield quotes. We've seen them. We've seen a ton of different things come out from Baker Mayfield's camp. They were obviously disrespected by the Browns. At least that's how they felt. And so he's going to come out here and try to give it his all. And there's no surprise. Everyone's all over the Panthers. Over 80% of the bets on Action Network are back in the Panthers. I'm saying not so fast for that one. Last year, the Browns, seven and 10 against the spread, seventh worst in the NFL. The Panthers, over their last seven games, they didn't cover a single time. 0 for seven over the last seven games of the season. They finished the season five and 12 against the spread, the worst record in the NFL. Speaking of five and 12, the Browns, 
5 and 12 against the spread in week one over the last 17 seasons. Can they change that tide in this week one opener? I think they can. This is a very talented Browns roster, in, and I expect this to be a low scoring game, one in the trenches. We know how good this Browns offensive line is. Their defensive line, led, led by Miles Garrett, should be able to get the job done. You look at last year. Browns averaged the fourth most rushing yards per game in the NFL. The first most yards per carry at 5.1. They got Nick Chubb back. They got Kareem Hunt back. I think this team will win the win the trenches. And you look at the Panthers. Sure, they're getting Christian McCaffrey back, but they didn't really do a lot more to address their playmakers need. They went out and traded for LaVisca Chenault, but they just did that about a week ago. And all it's really is DJ Moore out there. I can't imagine they want to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground like they've been doing the past two years. And that's why they went out and got Deontay Foreman. Still got Chuba Hubbard. And look, I think the Browns, upgraded the roster a lot more. They got Amari Cooper over the offseason, a bona fide number one superstar wide receiver. And I just believe in the end, the Browns coaching staff plus Jacoby Brissett under center, an accomplished veteran, can certainly get it done, cover the plus two and a half, maybe lose by less than that, or get the outright win against the, against the Panthers at home. Panthers are not a team I'm really scared about. I think this team has a lot of high hopes. A lot of people are backing them in week one. I don't think that's going to go well. I'm going to take the Browns plus the two and a half points. Now, my third pick, we're going to be going to the Eagles-Lions game, and I'm going to be back in the Eagles, minus the three and a half. Now, before the Lions backers come, and they come into my comments, and they just start yelling at me, look, I expect the Detroit Lions to be a much improved ball club this year. I do expect a bounce back here, and a lot of people do, as the Lions were 3-13-1 last season, but they were 2-5 in one-score games. If they can turn that around and go 5-2, and two, this could be a team, you know, getting that 6-7-8 wins, and a lot of people are on their team total over 6.5 wins. We'll talk about that in a second. But despite not having a great record last year, the Lions... Actually, one of the best teams against the spread. They were 11 and six against the spread, fourth best in the NFL. The Eagles, on the other, other hand, were nine and eight straight up. They did make the playoffs before getting spanked by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but they were eight, eight and one against the spread. The Eagles went out in the offseason and upgraded the roster a lot. They went and traded for AJ Brown, the Titans wide receiver. They gave him an extension. They went and drafted Jordan Davis out of Georgia, and they went and traded for CJ Gardner-Johnson from the Saints. Like I said earlier, the Lions have been the talk of the town, largely in part due to hard knocks, but 90% of the money is on the Lions team total over six and a half wins. That's a large liability for the sportsbooks, and I believe this Eagles team, led by Jalen Hurts in his second year under Nick Sirianni, I think this Eagles team is going to be much improved, a very tough team to beat with that great defense, with a great offense now with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. Last year, the Eagles started the year with a resounding 32-6 win in Atlanta over the Falcons. Hopefully, they can duplicate that performance in Detroit on Sunday, and I think they certainly will. Give me the Eagles minus the 3.5 points. Also, it's worth noting, I saw this the tweet come up on my feed that Jared Goff is 5-0 against the spread in Week 1. Look, every time I see these stats, I always have to fade them. The trends are not something that you really want to go too hard on in the NFL. So, I'll be taking this the Eagles minus the 3.5 points. Now, before I get into a couple more leans for spreads, I want to talk about my favorite player prop. That's what we're known for on this channel is betting player props. That's where we crush these sports. But, and I got a really good one for week one. We'll obviously have a lot more throughout the week. But first, I know a great place to place some player prop parlays, and that's on PrizePix. Now, if you're new to PrizePix, allow me to inform you that if you sign up using our code COS or the link down below in the description, you get a 100% deposit match. So if you deposit 100 bucks, you get a free 100 bucks to play with. And not only will that be free money, also, they have a free square live until Sunday. That would be Tom Brady over 0.5 passing yards. Look, Tom Brady is going to throw at least one passing yard. And if he doesn't, then I probably won't return for these videos next week. But look, you add Tom Brady to your parlays. That's one leg down. All you need is a couple more and you can absolutely cash out, take price picks coin. And look, you can help support the channel by signing up using code COS. We certainly would appreciate it. Without further ado, let's dive into my favorite player prop so far. 
Darnell Mooney taking us over four and a half receptions, minus 135 on DraftKings. Now, normally calling a shot's not going to lay a lot of juice, but I think the juice is worth it. Give me 60 seconds to talk about this prop. If you want to pivot, you want to take his receiving yards, I'm fine with that. If you want to take maybe, if it's, maybe the line goes up to five, I take that. If it goes to five and a half, maybe lay off, maybe play about a half unit on this one. Mooney enters the year as the number one receiver for the Chicago Bears. And, you know, the Bears went out, signed my boy Byron Pringle. But look. That's not going to take a lot of targets away from Mooney, who last year saw 140 targets and a 26.7% target share, the 11th highest in the NFL. Mooney also played 87% of the snaps. He's going to be on the field a large amount of time for this Bears offense. Last season, he had five plus receptions in 10 of the final 14 games. That included a game versus the team they will face on Sunday, the 49ers, when he had six receptions on nine targets for, I believe, about 64 yards. Justin Fields, the second-year quarterback, is expected to make some large improvements this year, and he's not going to be able to do it without throwing it to someone, and that someone's probably going to be Darnell Mooney. I expect the Bears to try to find some ways to get the ball into Mooney's hands that aren't just deep fly routes. I expect them to just throw some short curls, short slants, get the ball into Mooney's hands, and let him make some plays after the catch. The only real receiver that I see posing a threat to Mooney season-long is Cole Komet. I don't like this matchup for Cole Komet. He's going to be going up against the 49ers defense. Very good at stopping that the tight end position. One of the best in the league at doing it with Fred Warner. So I really do think we'll see a large Darnell Mooney game in this one. And as I said earlier, I would play this at five, which is what it is on underdog. Five and a half is, you know, a give or take. I still don't mind it there, but he did end on five receptions a lot of times last season. Asking for another one might be a little bit too much, but I do think he can get it done. And I hope he does for a no sweat bet for everyone. Now, that's going to be my only player prop for this video. We'll obviously have some more posted on Friday. Go check out that video. But let's talk about some leans. I lean the New York football Jets plus seven. Look, I know it's week one, and I'm not really going to lose money on the on the Jets in week one. As a Jets fan, you can see the pennant behind me. But look, the whole world will be on the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. And if you want a narrative play, this will be played in New York on 9-11. Look, I'm not a big confident player in the New York Jets season long, and it's week one. You got the wrong guy if you think I'm going to lose some coin on the New York Jets. There's 18 weeks in the season. I'm sure I'll lose some coin on the New York Jets later on in the year, but not doing week one. I just think the Jets are the sharp play here. Could they get blown out? Yes, it's the New York Jets. They're probably going to be led by Joe Flacco. I don't think Zach Wilson will be back in time, but I do think the Jets have a good chance. Just be careful. Jets could come out and steal some coin on this week one. Wouldn't surprise me. It's week one of the NFL. Anything can happen. Now, if you want to lean number two, I'm going to stick in the same division, the AFC East. Lean towards the Dolphins, the minus the three and a half points. Now, very rare do we see the Dolphins favored over the New England Patriots, but there's got a lot of uncertainty in this game, which is why I'm keeping it as a lean. I'm not putting any of my money on it, but no one knows who's going to be calling plays for the Patriots. Josh McDaniels is now in L Las Vegas calling plays and being the head coach for the Raiders. And then you got the new Dolphins head coach, who will be Mike McDaniel from the 49ers. They got a new acquisition in Tyree Kill. They got Tua Tagovailoa at the QB position. A lot of uncertainty. So I think this is going to be a great game. I'm going to sit back, watch it unfold. I do think the Dolphins end up winning and covering the minus three and a half. They've been a very good team, always a pest to the Patriots. And I think the Patriots with Mac Jones have a little bit more uncertainty on their side. Don't really know what they're going to do. We also have seen the Patriots start off slow the past couple of years and then kind of crank it into gear towards the end of the year. So I lean towards the Dolphins, minus the three and a half points in that one. And that will be my final lean of this video. And that's going to do it. We have a long season in store for us on the Call on Our Shot channel for the NFL. Like I said, Rams, Bills, Best Bets will be live Wednesday night, already on the screen if you want to go check that out. Our favorite parlays and player props live on Friday. You can probably already see it if it is live by now, but on the screen as well. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Check out that Prize Picks free square for Tom Brady. Make some money with us. I have my favorite Prize Picks parlay in the pinned comment section down below. This is Austin from Call on Our Shot. I appreciate you for tuning in. We're going to have a great profitable year this year in the NFL. Hopefully you guys ride out with me. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.